Okay, let's get to the idea of a trans-Tasman travel bubble. Could this work? To explain more is Professor Michael Baker, who's an epidemiologist, and thank you for being on the program. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi, Michael. Now, uh, Winston Peters uh, recently has said that the trans-Tasman bubble might happen sooner uh, than later, effectively, I think, if I paraphrase it. Are you, what, what's your response to the idea of, of sharing our bubble with Australia? Well, I think it's something to look forward to. And if we're opening the border to any country, that would be obviously the country to do it with. But I, I, think, we've, I think it's still some distance off. And really, the focus has to be on eliminating the virus in New Zealand and in Australia first. Some distance off. Can you narrow that down for us a little? Well, I think we've just got this huge challenge right in front of us. We still have cases occurring every day in New Zealand. And I think uh, and we're still in uh, you know, a, a high level of um, lockdown now. And we're dropping down just one notch. So we're really, it's going to be weeks before... I think we can really have a serious discussion about opening our borders with anyone. There's also some talk that it may not be all of Australia, that it might be just some states. How would that work? Well, look, it, this, this um, linkage has been raised by the politicians rather than myself. I think most of us involved in still guiding or helping to guide the response are uh, just flat out on all of the things that have to work well before New Zealand's in the clear. So this is really very speculative and still some way away, I think. As a layperson, when I heard this, it must have made me nervous because we've done so much to get, try and get on top of our, um, our, our attack on the disease. How much can we trust Australia's approach, approach eventually in the statistics and the tracing and, and their systems? Well, that's a very good point. I mean, I think both countries would want to do, a, if you like, a kind of a due diligence process and really have a good look at what they're doing in terms of containment and surveillance in particular. And uh, there is a you know, huge potential for um, uh, collaboration. And I know Australia and New Zealand are all uh, talking at a technical and a political level every day about aspects of uh, the shared challenge of, of containing this um, very infectious virus. And I think uh, sort of from the science point of view, which is where I'm, where I'm coming from it, mm. I think we'd want to have a lot more discussion with our counterparts in Australia about all of the things that have to work really well with this virus. Because um, from a political point of view, everyone's arguing um, about you know whether Australia got it right or whether we've got it, who's doing best. It's like a sporting competition almost. But what are the lessons from a scientific point of view that we can learn from Australia's approach? Well, Australia and New Zealand are very similar in their approach. I mean, the core is managing your borders. We introduced um, this intense um, border restrictions, you know, within a day of Australia, or one country might have been ahead of each other, you know, by just a few hours generally. So it's been highly synchronised. And things really only departed, I think, on the, the 23rd of March when New Zealand announced that it was going to this quite intense uh, lockdown uh, measure. Also, the other complexity in Australia, you've got all the states doing different things, or slightly different things, but in the end, we're not actually that different. I mean, we're probably as different as some of the states within Australia. When you hear um, discussions of the trans-Tasman bubble, it, it does seem pretty premature, as you say, because we're still in, we're about to go into level three. Do you worry about the messaging that these sorts of political discussions have that, oh, look, we're going to be, you know, we're going into a bubble with Australia soon and it, and it, it, it relaxes everyone's approach to the way we're taking this? 
Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I think we've got so many challenges in front of us with both uh, public health and maintaining this elimination uh, direction, which I think is you know very um, very worthwhile, but still very tough, and also just getting people back to work and getting uh, you know a lot of people are living in really difficult situations. And I think they're the two challenges at the moment. The only um, positive thing I think about mentioning this is to give people something to look forward to down the track. And we have to look forward to um, you know various scenarios where we will rejoin the world at some point over the next one to two years. So what about the Pacific Islands? Winston Peters told us last week that he would be nervous about including the Pacific Islands due to their inferior health systems, even though there are multiple nations in the Pacific Islands with no cases. What's your take? Well, I think one of the reasons New Zealand um, gave, I think it was a very good reason for its elimination strategy, is it meant that we would support these uh, Pacific Islands that are quite dependent on us and in a sense, we all, um, if you like, it's this sort of old term of cordon sanitaire, which is the idea that you have a circle around, it used to be um, city-states, but it could be quite a few states or a region. And we've really got a region here, if you like, the, some of the Pacific Islands, um, some of the New Zealand realm countries, obviously the Cooks as one, and other countries where we have very close relationships like Samoa and Tonga. So if anything, I think we might be opening up with them at least you know, at the same time or even earlier because they have no cases. And they actually took a much more extreme view, uh, approach from the one that New Zealand did. They did, took an exclusion approach where they're having no travellers in some cases. I mean, they basically lift, lifted the drawbridge entirely. So that's really the, the most extreme form of exclusion that you can have with this uh, pandemic. Right. Oh, well, see, that that gives me light at the end of the tunnel too to know that we, we may be able to travel to the Pacific Islands. Um Maybe at the end of this well, year, or, or who knows, well, maybe, but, but maybe, just before maybe the, the rest of the world. Maybe the question is whether they'll want us to go there. <laughs> That's true. That's the stricter approach. Uh, Professor Michael Baker, thank you very much for being on the program.